Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. What's up, fellas? Welcome back to Convos Over Cold Brew with me, your host, Emma Abrahamson. Today, we're talking to my college teammate, Allie Cash. You guys are probably familiar with her if you watched any of my YouTube videos back in the day. She's a very prominent figure in the vlogs, and she's also one of my really good friends. We've obviously stayed in contact for a long time. If you guys follow me on any social media platforms, I see her definitely a couple times a year and she's one of my really close friends. She's also one of the most hardworking people I know. So I know that you guys are gonna love this episode. If you look up the word determined in the dictionary, you'll find a picture of Allie Cash next to it. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and you get something out of it. I got a lot of feedback on last week's episode and I just really appreciate you guys, whoever took the time to DM me and all those people who listened to the full episode and had things to say about it, I really appreciate it. Don't forget, if you guys love the podcast, to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. It's a free way to support, and it literally only takes 15 seconds, and I go through your guys' reviews at least one time a week just to go see what people are saying about it and to read your guys' feedback. It's really one of the things that helps keep me going with this podcast, so I really appreciate it. Today's episode is brought to you by none other than Inside Tracker. I've been working with Inside Tracker for the last couple months, and it has seriously been a game changer for all of my diet and my lifestyle choices. When you do what you love, like running, like racing, like enjoying the great outdoors, you want to do it for life, and that's where Inside Tracker can help. Inside Tracker was founded in 2009 by leading scientists in aging, genetics, and biometrics. Using their patented algorithm, Inside Tracker analyzes your body's data to provide you with a clear picture of what's going on inside you and to offer you science backed recommendations for positive diet and lifestyle changes. For me, Inside Tracker just really holds me accountable to making sure my diet is covering all of my like nutritional deficiencies that are going on inside my body. Without Inside Tracker, I would literally have no idea that I was low on vitamin D, that I was low on ferritin. And I would also like, even if I did get that feedback, I wouldn't know what to do with it. But Inside Tracker tracks your progress every day and gives you those science back recommendations for the diet and lifestyle changes that you can make to reach your performance goals and live a longer, healthier life. So for a limited time, you can get 25% off the entire Inside Tracker store. That's 25% off. Go to insidetracker.com/emma. That is insidetracker.com/emma because change is an inside job. Now let's get straight into today's episode. I didn't mean to click your server. <laughs> okay, Allie, welcome to Combos Over Cold Brew. Um, we were supposed to have this conversation a couple of weeks ago and then I messed up. So, but we're here now. So, we're having it better late than ever. So, welcome. Um, everyone probably already knows who Allie is, to be honest, if you're listening to this. But if people don't know who you are, do you want to give a little intro of who you are and what you're about? Yeah, so um, I'm Allie Cash, you know, one of Emma's friends, former roommates. Um, I ran collegiately at Oregon, took a 
couple years off and uh, now I'm back running with ASICs and a volunteer coach at UW. Yeah. Okay. You just recently signed a, your first pro contract. Yeah. That is so exciting. How does it feel to finally, you know, I mean, I would say that you were already a professional runner before, but now it's like you have like a full on contract. Yeah. I feel like it's weird. Like a year ago, I don't, I don't think I would have ever like guessed that I'd be in this position. Like, I was kind of, like, wondering. I was, like, at that point where you're just, like, wondering if you can give it a shot or not. And you're, like, ah, oh, it's, like, kind of a stretch. But, like, we'll give it a go. Yeah. And I feel like as the year went on, it was, like, more and more, like, okay, like, I think I can do this. Like, which yeah, is why? Well, what was, like, the difference? Like, what's what was a year ago? Like, where were you at? Yeah. Uh, so, a year ago... I had just started running again after a couple of years off and as you know, a couple of knee surgeries post-college. So um, yeah, I started hopping in workouts with um, a couple of the college kids, like because of the COVID thing, like we weren't having official practice. And so I just stopped by and uh, wrecked myself a couple times a week and <laughs> um do as much as I could just to kind of help out and uh Marisa kind of like tricked me into doing some races in the summer she was just like I signed you up for a 3k and I was like excuse me what <laughs> <laughs> yeah I didn't sign myself up so why are we doing this I was like wait a second <laughs> okay no um, there's no way that Marisa's I feel like you had to have been like I want to race and then Marisa's like okay you always want to race I feel like I do I mean she she like you know said it and it was like I was like you know I don't know about that and then it like kind of spiraled and was like I signed you up yeah like, it'll that be sounds fun. about right yeah so that's what happened and then did that and I had like no base last summer because I had only been running so I was before that I had been working full-time at a hospital in downtown Seattle and like running home from work and running with my dog at like five in the morning. <laughs> so, um, like, Allie's schedule was absolutely whack. Yeah. Let me tell you that yeah. right now. Same. Absolutely whack, whack, and definitely did not like, was not a good schedule to uh, try to become a professional <laughs> runner with. It was not, but it wasn't my intention, anyways. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But it was like, yeah, I was at that point. I was just running to like, you know, for my sanity, kind of like, it was I feel like, after college, like running for a couple of years, like before going pro, like running kind of just became like a space in my life where I could just like, not think and just like exist and like, move my body through space and like not have to think like I thought all day at work so hard, like my brain was just dead. <laughs> So it was just like, okay, like running home from work was like the best part of the day because I could just not think about anything and just like, you know, sweat it out. But um, yeah, so yeah, it wasn't ideal. I, I probably ran like 30 miles a week until last summer. And then it was like, so I had no base going into the summer season. <laughs> and then, so the 3K was like a little rough. Like I was Ooh, like- That sounds so bad. <laughs> with no yeah, it, was, it was really bad like I think I got to a mile and was like oh no <laughs> um so yeah after the 3k I told her 
no races over a mile for the rest of the season. <laughs> and that actually was fine. Like, I got way better. I ran. It was the hardest. The 3K was, like, 9.26 after, like, a week of workouts. And I was, like, dead. And then... After one week of workouts? Oh, yeah. No, I was, like, killing 9.26. 9.26 after <laughs> one week of workouts. Man, I wish I could uh, do that. I, I died really hard though. I, I think I came through like a mile and five flat and I was like, I don't know, man. <laughs> okay. Well, even being able, okay. See, this is Allie's definition of being like out of shape. She's like, yeah, you know, like came through a mile and five flat then couldn't hang on and still ran nine twenty six and three K. I'm like, sheesh, I could bro. I can't even break six right now in the mile. So yeah, you can. yeah we'll see. Sure. We'll see here soon. I'll pace you. No, you're gonna go out in seventy. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so wait, continue. How you you running a bunch of miles and three oh, hundred? Yeah, so good. Yeah. So I was like, I think you know. I told Marisa, I was like, I think I need to skip the next one and like do some workouts and like maybe actually try to get like a little bit fitter. <laughs> So I paced the next 3K that happened, and I took them through in 448, which was, like, a good – I was, like, okay. But, I mean, I was real tired after that. Like, I was, like, okay, that was <laughs> good. Good job, Allie. Like, pat on the back. <laughs> and then the next week I ran a, a 1500. And I honestly just – it was crazy because I feel like I just had no concept of, like, what I could do. Like, I was just, like – I have no idea what kind of shape I'm in like we'll see like yeah <laughs> that was just kind of like in this weird space where I was just kind of lining up like with no expectations and like trying to be as fearless as I could but and I ran like on the windiest day possible 416 like windiest day ever like I actually laughed like I, I took like around the turn. I like laughed. Like I was like, this is comical. Yeah. Like, um, but that was like almost, I think my PR before this year was like 414. So I was like confused. I was like, are you sure that it said 416? Because I think that's wrong. <laughs> yeah. That was a little, that was a little like glimmer of hope probably though. Yeah. You're like, okay, I actually think I can still be good at running. Yeah, it was. And then and then I did the road mile and ran 433, which was like a PR, even though it's like a fake PR. I was just like, okay, like, maybe I can do this. So then I kind of yeah, that's like where it all spiraled from there. But I was like, in two months, you know, if I can do this, like, maybe what can you do long term? Yeah, like maybe if I can stay healthy, you know, like, what can I do? And like, actually have a base because yeah, I, I feel like, like, you know, I, I like the long stuff. Like, I like, I love a good long run. And I, yeah, I like long workouts. So I was like, and I remember in the summer last year, like running 12 miles, I literally couldn't, I barely could do it. Like I was, <laughs> it was such a stretch for me. And normally it's not, but it was just like, yeah, it was, it was interesting. Like it took me like all year to build up my long run. Like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> but but that's yeah. why that's why it intrigues me because you're like I'm a you still 
to this day, I like remember you saying in college, you're like I'm a 1500 runner, and I'm and like, then why are you doing 10 mile hard long runs on Tuesday? Like, that's not what we do <laughs> as 1500 runners. We don't do that. We yeah. do six mile runs and go eight minute pace. You know. Yeah. So like, yeah. long term, like, do you want to stick with the 1500 or do you want to do like marathons? <laughs> I I do not want to do marathons. Seriously um, though, because like you love long runs. I do love, I love a good long run. And high mileage. And, like, hard. Like, you like tempo, long you know, stuff. I don't, I like tempos if I get a break in them. Okay, but, like, no. even your long runs, like, I remember looking <laughs> at your Strava once, I think, and it was, like, I just ran 14 miles at six-minute pace. And I'm, like, what? I don't remember when it was from, but I was just, like, man, see, that's, like, that reminds yeah. me, like, marathoning, you know? Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I feel like I yeah, I like the fifteen. I like the burn of the fifteen. Like yeah. I like to just absolutely rip it. Like <laughs> I I feel like um like really my strongest suit and I think you probably agree is probably like long intervals like yeah. long fast intervals like I can hang for the tempo stuff but it's not actually my best like like I I'm good at like really hard miles or like yeah. really hard breakdowns that are just like stupid <laughs> yeah but like the tempo stuff like yeah I I mean yeah mag swag maggie maggie one of our old teammates like she used to absolutely destroy me on tempo runs it'd be like okay, a tempo trail, yeah tempo trail of tears for me is <laughs> what we call it but i i've slowly gotten better like i i think marisa like she knows that i've been scared of tempo runs so i've been doing more of them mm. but i used to like i i think i did two in the last year before this summer <laughs> Yeah, I mean that makes sense. It's okay. I'm in the same boat. I just remember showing up to practice. Marisa's like, "They were dramatic." We have a tempo run today. Sorry, Emma. And I was like, mm, "Just because you yeah. knew I hate, I hate, or I hate yes. them that much." Exactly. Like I feel like you were on the same page, but you, your strength was always like the short reps. Like, yeah, I don't like. I don't want to like do four miles. three two or something. You know, yeah. like, that was your jam. You could you could wreck those. Well, you're multifaceted then. What's like the longest race that you will do, you think? Um, on the track or no? On Just like track. for any race distance. Like obviously you'll probably run a marathon at some point, but like what, what do you think? You'll run a marathon one day, dude. If I can run a marathon, then you, you will run a marathon. I guarantee it. I would bet money on that. Um, but I mean like, like train for, like what's the longest race you'd train for? Probably like a 10K. Yeah honestly like a 10k on the track feels really long well maybe 10k road a 10k road i'd be for sure down like put me in next week and i'd be like sure <laughs> yeah, honestly you'd crush that the roads yeah. like it feels really short i, I love road races compared to track races yeah like a 5k feels like the road mile that i just did was it went by so fast. I literally, everyone was like, so me and Prakel. So I pre-raced with Prakel, like through Central Park, mostly so I wouldn't get lost or run like accidentally 12 miles. So <laughs> um, I ran with Prakel and he was like, you know, like 
giving me these horror stories like oh the second 400 is like straight uphill like don't start sprinting at the 200 to go like you will die and I'm like okay like this is gonna be interesting and then I got to like 200 to go and was like the thought I was like I should start sprinting now and then I'm like no Prakel said don't and then I'm like Marisa also said don't and then I was like okay 100 to go 100 to go and I got to 100 to go and then I like started sprinting and it was literally over I was like oh no (laughs) maybe just like a little learning experience second (laughs) but like yeah it was just I, I think you just have to run it and like I think your personal experience like if you go out you know if you start going with 400 to go like you kind yeah. of just yeah and that. it's not like the track like every real mile is different so no for sure yeah. like the having not done it was just like interesting but it was super fun but I haven't done I haven't done a road I want to do like a turkey trot or something cool yeah <laughs> that's cool but I actually saw Nikki yesterday and we were talking about doing turkey trots and how people dress up in their like turkey outfits. Ooh, do you have one? No, I might get one though and do it. <laughs> That'd be fun. I wonder what the like 5k turkey world record is or something. I don't know, but you should try to beat it. I think so. That that might be something worth investing in. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, getting back on track of what I didn't remember what we were talking about before. Um Okay, I'm curious, personally, this kind of, like, goes off of last week's episode. I just kind of talked about, like, my running story, but I'm curious of what, like, your relationship with running was after college. Like, how were you, you finished your last college race, and, like, what was your vibe? What was your plan from then on with running, and how were you feeling mentally? Yeah, uh, so, yeah, after college, I feel like, yeah, I was, I was injured again, and I just kind of, I, I was, I loved running still, but I felt like my body needed just some time away from it. Um, like, but I also felt like I was stepping away from running, like not on my own terms, like, which I didn't like. Um, but I decided that like, I kind of accepted that if I got knee surgery, which I did, that like there's a chance that I couldn't like compete again like or I just couldn't get back to that place of like where my body was like okay enough to like really get after it yeah Um, and so I kind of I feel like I really gave myself as much grace as I could but I think it's I think this is like so underplayed like the transition between college and like real life is just like so hard bro it's brutal like I felt so lost like all at the same time like injured double knee surgery like no team anymore like you know the pals had just moved to Washington like I drove back to Kansas like it was just like this whole shock of a system and it was just like I honestly like I really needed running I think during that time and like I didn't have it but like, so I feel like, I feel like it helped. Cause I, I had to figure out like other things that I enjoyed doing. Like I couldn't run. So I would like walk to the coffee shop or like, you know, I would feel like, like study for something else or like, yeah. So after, after the knee surgery thing, I got a full-time job and like in my head, I just, my expectations were that I wasn't going to be running. Like, 
or if I was like it was just like like I said kind of just like time for me to like be free and just like move my body and like feel good versus like me actually trying to be fit more like my relationship changed from like performance like focus to just like being a healthy person yeah to move my body because I know that at the end of the day like I sleep better like I eat better like all of that stuff is better if I'm like it doesn't even matter if I'm running like I could just go for a walk or like I just need to move my body at some point in the day yeah so I feel like my relationship changed in that way um and then yeah like I said the past summer it kind of shifted again and I was also like I had decided I still by moving to Seattle I kind of decided I I still want to be involved in the sport like I really missed it like I said it was such a shock like just being out of it and not having a team um and so like I reached out to Marisa like she had mentioned when she moved to Washington like you know like if you if you can find a way to get get to Seattle like I love to have you like be part of it and stuff so I reached out to her and I was like hey like I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to run again, <laughs> but uh, if I can't, like, can I be a volunteer coach? And then if somehow I, I'm running again, like, will you coach me? And she was like, yeah, like, yes, to all of the above. Just, like, get out here. So. <laughs> In true Marisa fashion, just yes. And then the next day you probably yeah. show up. <laughs> no, I did. I literally, I, I started applying for jobs literally that day. And then called my mom two days later. I was like, so I was working at, like, uh, as a medical scribe in yeah, a clinic in downtown Seattle. And I, I like, it says like, it takes like, you might not get it for months, you know, like, it's kind of like a hard thing to like, get right away. It just depends on like, openings and like applications for people leaving for med school and like stuff. So I was like, not expecting to like, get a reply for like, at least a month yeah three days later I get a call that's like can you be here Friday for an interview in person and I'm like and of course I applied as I lived in Seattle I used Maurice's address (laughs) and then (laughs) and then so they think I live in Seattle but currently I'm in Kansas and then so then I'm like so of course my first instinct on this call is to say yeah absolutely yeah, that's what I would do <laughs> yep definitely could do that 100 <laughs> percent. yeah so and I and I had also just gotten a puppy so I also had it yeah so it was just crazy so then I call my mom at work that night it's it's a Wednesday no wait let's see the interview is on a Friday so I got the call on a Wednesday yeah so um so I'm like call my mom who's at work she like works late on Wednesdays so I like call her and I'm like so I just got an interview and she's like oh really where and I'm like so it's in Seattle (laughs) I have to be there by Friday and she's like so you're flying I'm like no I'm gonna drive no (laughs) it's like it's January no And I, I drive a Ford Focus, which is not a snow car. But yeah, like I'm what? Used, I'm used to driving it, so like it's okay. But it was, and so then she's like, "Allie, like this is a terrible idea." And I'm like, "I think I need to do it. I'm gonna leave tonight." 
Okay, see, this is why you and I are such good friends because we have the exact same mindset. Like, if you're gonna do something, you're gonna you're gonna do it so fast. Maybe impatient. I don't know what that what that says about us, but I would do the exact same thing to a T. Whenever I decide something, I need to do it now. There's no waiting. Like, I will if I decide like multiple times when I was living in Portland, I would just decide that day, be like, I'm driving 18 hours by myself home down the five freeway to San Diego. And I would do it the day of, or like even times I've like moved places. I'm like, I'm moving today actually. And then I do, and then I pack up my entire like life and do it that same day. So that's just, just so funny because it's exactly something I would do. Oh, for sure. I remember you doing that. But then, okay. But then with your job, you didn't even know if you got the job yet. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but it seems I mean you had already made that decision in your head that you're yeah, gonna be yeah, in it Seattle was, it was like so my plan b was uh so Austin still lived in Eugene so I was like worst case I'm just gonna visit him yeah <laughs> Austin is um Allie's boyfriend at the time yeah 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 so yeah so I went to I was like you know worst case scenario but Austin you know very unlike us in that way is very much a planner so yeah. I told you gotta have the best of both worlds you know yeah we we balance each other out very yeah well. but it was like he was like excuse me what and I was like so I'm leaving in an hour um <laughs> can't talk long gotta pack up my life yeah yeah and I was like so in order to make this work I have to drive straight through <laughs> Yeah, you can't have any hiccups with the Ford Focus. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it was a 24-hour trip plus because when I drove through the state of Idaho, there was so much snow. The speed limit's 80, so you should be able to roll through that state. I had to drive 40 through the night because it was just blizzarding. Bro. Also, also, I decided, so when I told my mom I was going, she's like, you can't go by yourself, like, and I was like, true, like, this is probably a little aggressive, I'm gonna drive straight through the night, maybe two nights in a row, like, depending on how it goes, and I'm gonna have a puppy in the car, <laughs> and, and, like, packed my life, like, a small amount of it in the car on the off chance I get the job, so I'm like, she's like, why don't you take your grandpa? My grandpa's 88 years old. <laughs> so, like, grandpa, sure. grandpa, it's a, it's, a, it's a light little road trip we're going on. Yeah. So I call my grandpa, but my grandpa's like so down. It's hilarious. Like I call him and he's like, hey, when do you want to leave? And I'm like, so like in an hour? And he's like, uh, okay. <laughs> I'm like cool it was so funny yeah he just he was mostly there just like as moral support but I'm like this is terrible like if like he's just gonna fall asleep and then yeah <laughs> like now there's just two of us in this car yeah, like, now it's just like a little bit more high maintenance of a trip yeah exactly exactly it was so funny well it worked out it seems like it worked out yeah I got the job thankfully that would have been interesting if not but um yeah got the job went to a Dempsey meet that was happening that weekend <laughs> you know lived it up flew my grandpa back on the airplane okay there you go yeah you know like hey grandpa take my car you're going back yeah it That's was funny. it was something okay I'm curious like 
what is the difference between your training now and like back in college? Because obviously you've had the really big breakthrough. What are your PRs now too, by the way? Should look this up before I started. Um, so 1500, 405, um, 5K, 1519. Um, I don't, oh, 800, I think is 205. Four. I really wanted to run another one because I think I could have run faster, but we'll see. Yeah, that's a TBD. So that's yeah, the, on like, my bucket list, need to run. You know, I, I yeah, I want to. I want to break two oh two for sure. I think you can do it. I think I can too. Uh, ten k. My PR is still from college. I haven't run one since. Probably. What year did you run a ten k? My fifth year. Oh man, I don't even remember that. I was probably gone by then, but yeah. still, I don't. I feel like I would have remembered you running a 10k. Was, what was really it Pac 12s or something? Yeah, Pac 12s. Nice. I ran at regionals too. And it, well, and NCAs technically, but I was injured, so. Oh. Really. Well, yeah. Like, what? What is the difference between your training now and back then? And like, what? What do you think caused the huge breakthrough? Yeah, I don't, I honestly don't know. Um, I think training wise, like I, I actually think I run less than I did in college. Now that's better. I think maybe it's better for me, (laughs) you know, you're just uh, now realizing that maybe the 10 mile sprints on Tuesday, maybe (laughs) yours a little too much for the 1500 runner. Yeah, I don't, I mean, Wednesdays, I still run, like, 10 miles. Okay, fair enough. Most Wednesdays, but, yeah, like, overall, I just, I do less, I would say. Like, I, I still, yeah, I still do the same, like, my sequence is still pretty much the same, but I just, and the workouts are just as long, maybe even some of them are longer, but, like, I have less junk. Okay you know probably just like less I tired like, yeah I feel like I'm just less less tired and I'll, yeah so, are you working right now or are you just running I'm doing admin stuff still for the hospital but I'm pretty much done I'm like training a couple of other people to like take over so that I don't need to worry about it anymore yeah but yeah so just running otherwise and uh coaching some and yeah Okay, I'm curious since I never, I mean, I never went through any sort of professional, like really contract negotiation or anything, but like, what did that look like? And how, how good, I guess, do you need to get to like get a pro contract? Yeah, I think, I don't know. It was, it was interesting. Like, I think honestly, like as an athlete, I feel like you just don't really have that much control over it. Like, I feel like people are just either interested or not for whatever reason. And it just, like, depends on who you know and, like, how consistent you are and, like, how your age and um, on, like, so many factors. Like, it's just... Honestly, I think a lot of it is, it is word of mouth and it's, like, kind of rumors, which is not good, but it's, like rumors of how the person is like on a team or just like overall as a person so I mean I guess that kind of shows that like you should be a good human if you're looking to get a pro contract because people talk and the running world is small it's small yeah it's really small 
but yeah I think it's just so many different factors like you said like it, it's you know who you are as a person who's your coach like who have you known in the past like what you know what are your PRs like have you improved like how old are you like you know it's yeah. just like a lot of a lot of stuff what college did you go to like it's just all I feel like just like plays a part it's crazy yeah I guess there's no like magic formula no becoming a pro runner it's like I think I asked that several times like throughout this year in my head I'm like so what is the number is there a number and I don't think there is no there isn't a number and it's like someone could be like a five-time NCAA All-American and they won't get a pro contract yeah someone yeah exactly no literally like yeah it's just crazy I don't know or you have someone like my sister who was a one-time All-American and she got a pro contract. So it's like, things, yeah. I don't know. I don't even, I mean, it also depends on like where you want to live, what you want to do. Like yeah. it's just, there's so many factors, but there really is like no set number that you have to hit or like, no, no, I think it's, yeah. it's so less, it's so much less straightforward than like going to college. Yeah. Cause like, like going to college, it's like, okay, I've run 10, 30. Yes. And yeah. And there's like standards, like, you know, like must be under five in the mile like must be under whatever for the two mile and it's just like if not like no like hard no or like if you do this you'll have this much scholarship if you don't like it's gonna be taken away like like all this there's all these benchmarks but there really aren't and I think that's also what makes like the transition really hard for some people because it's like you could be really good and you're like why does no one want to talk to me to be on a pro team yeah and I also think like if you don't go pro right away like like I I wouldn't consider myself old like I'm 26 no but like time goes by really fast like you're aging like fast and then yeah yeah there's like like, new matters though like I'm like I think it's hard like it's harder to get a contract like if you don't get it straight away like yeah, because home. it's just there's new fresh meat and there's only so much money yeah. running that if you really are trying to get like a pro contract like you're fighting you're fighting for money that's basically being like given to the younger people because they have more like potential long term so it just right. gets harder as the years go on unless you're going into like marathoning or that sort of segment but if yeah. you're talking like straight track and field it's yeah. like they're looking for the fresh meat that's why you see all these like high school runners that are getting signed really quickly like whatever by these like pro companies because like the company wants the most out of them long term so right yeah and wants to get them in their prime right but you defied the odds and you did it even after getting knee surgeries yeah yeah how does it feel like do you feel fulfilled I I think yeah no I'm I'm really excited about it I think I think it's been like such a dream for a long time to just like you know, like, say that you've, like, done something, like, I just, I feel like I was never one of those kids, like, even in high school, like, I ran 439 in the, in the full mile, and was, like, okay, now, like, do you think that's good enough to get into college, and it was, (laughs) like, like, do you think that's good enough to get a scholarship to run, like that was what was in my head. Do you think that's good enough or I had no idea. Honestly. Yeah. Like I was so removed, like, which is so funny because I feel like 
you were so like thrown into the running world so young no I know and I kind of I wanted to touch on that in this episode because it's like and that's what I talk about in a lot of my things about like my college teammates like everyone had such a different experience yeah. growing up with it and I'm I'm the odd one like there's there weren't that many people that were like me that were like super good really young it was yeah. a lot of people I mean I think I feel like you were another exception you were like the opposite extreme where you just like found running really late and then you got like super good like towards the end of your college career um but yeah so I mean I guess like kind of go into that how you like got your start and then yeah that mindset like when you ran 439 (laughs) yeah it was just like I had I just had no idea but like you said like you knew like all these times and like how to train and like everything going into it and I like when I was in high school my high school coach um told me that I could he thought I could PR by 20 seconds in the mile every year when I was in high school and I was like yeah for sure yeah that sounds accurate and I almost did it for (laughs) like I almost did it it was like crazy but I had no idea like it was someone telling me that and me saying like okay like that's like like, ignorance is bliss right there saying like yeah okay I can do it yeah um and it was just yeah like cross country like my freshman year I uh I had never run before like (laughs) I go to practice like he takes us on a run we finish the run and I say like I was like wow how far was that that had to be like five miles and he's like that was two miles I was like (laughs) oh (laughs) okay um like I thought I thought a cross-country race was like you have a particular amount of time and it was whoever could run the furthest in that time you know that's close like (laughs) yeah like I just had no idea and yeah so and then yeah the when I ran 439 it was like I didn't know that there was competition outside of your state in high school (laughs) I did not know like I literally thought we competed against each other like outside of their state so like I I go to the race and I'm like or I'm I'm running it's like my fourth race at Kansas Relays which is a qualifier for the dream mile which I had never heard of and I was like I don't know what that is and I'm already tired and then like 10 minutes before the race, like my high school coach is like, (laughs) he's like, so this is a dream mile qualifier. It's for like a race, like a national race in New York. And he's like, you have to win to get like a, maybe get to run it. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) I'm sorry, what does that mean? Yeah. And so I was here for the snacks. Yeah. I had no idea. Like I'm here for the, the sack of five Panera bread slice bagels that I've been snacking (laughs) on. (laughs) but um yeah so so I ended up like doing it I ended up uh getting getting to go barely like you had to break 450 and uh I ran 450 about five times um and then finally I didn't run three races before it and ran like 448 or something so they let me go but I was the slowest person seated in the race 
like good confidence I, boost I told which I was like I didn't know any I, I thought it was sweet to go I was like this is awesome I've basically been nowhere I get to go to New York like <laughs> so I take my mom obviously I'm like who should I take mom do you want to go to New York so <laughs> no and me and my mom go sightseeing all day the day of the race <laughs> <laughs> like First. complete rookie mistake walking all over new york like dang the subway like <laughs> and i get to the race and like all these people are like saying how they just like rested all day and they can't wait to see like stuff the next day and i'm like oh like oh i, I actually saw that this morning today like <laughs> and people are like uh <laughs> um who is this oh that girl seated last yeah. yeah I thought so yeah exactly and so my mom like I tell my mom because I I finally see the entrance and I'm like okay yeah I'm seated last I'm like makes sense sure and then I like tell my mom I'm like so I'm like so you cannot be that person like who stands up if I I was like if I get dead last and you're that mom in the audience that's standing up, like, screaming, like, woo, you got this, like, pity clapping me in. Like, I was like, we're never doing this again. Like, do not do that. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I run the race, and I almost won. It was, like, a photo finish between me, Cami Chaffis, and Angel Picario. Um, I and remember. All, we all broke 440. Like I remember the, that year. Can he win? Yeah. And it was like his epic lean. I I don't know what was like I the I took it at the bell and started sprinting. Like I How feel do like you I have that good. confidence. <laughs> I don't know. Like, like, are you just like, yeah, I feel good? Yeah, it was just like it was cool just like running with other people. Cause yeah. just, oh, that's true. If you're if you're running four yeah. four fifty by yourself, then that makes a little more sense. Yeah, I'm like, I had no idea what was happening. I also, this was I had the no first idea time. what was happening. I had no idea what was happening. This is like the first. <laughs> I also thought cross country and track spikes were the same thing. Sounds about right. So this is the first race I wore track spikes. Like I had <laughs> been wearing my Nike Freeze and my like thick cross country spikes for like the whole year. So it was just like really funny. And then I crossed the line and again, my mom's like, is that right? Like, I think that's wrong. And she's like, is it four, four? <laughs> she's like, is it 439 or 539? And I'm like, mom, if I ran 539, like in one, that's concerning. <laughs> but- that's concerning for the future of US uh, distance running. <laughs> but yeah, and almost one. Yeah, no, it was really funny. But yeah, so that was, so yeah, I PR'd by like nine seconds or something. And <laughs> and then like and that like, obviously that convinced me. Honestly, before then, I wasn't sure like if I was good enough. In my head, I was like, you know, do you think I'm good enough to run in college? Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, maybe. See, okay, th- that's crazy because then it's like, okay, you're like obviously you're good enough to run in college. If you're running four thirty nine in high school I like that that baffles my mind but like you decided to go to Oregon the most intense um running school in the country basically someone would probably argue me on that but still very yeah intense um why if you didn't really (laughs) and like how like I mean Maurice is a great recruiter so it could be that yeah but like what were you just like let me just go all into this 
Yeah, I was kind of just, I, I wanted to be, like, kind of a balanced person. Like, I really did like school a lot. Um, and I visited Stanford and I, in Georgetown, or I was supposed to visit Georgetown. I ended up canceling it because I liked Oregon so much. But I visited Stanford and KU, which is, like, my home college, and then Oregon. And I I remember visiting Stanford and I just was like, I don't think I can be balanced here. Like I, we've talked about this. Like yeah. I knew if I went to Stanford, I would end up quitting running and just like being a nerd. Like I would just dive full in to like Stanford being Stanford and it'd be sunny all the time. And I just, you know, <laughs> you're like, let me I offer like, the rainiest place in the country really quick instead. Yeah. So I was like, so how can I make this more difficult? No. <laughs> so I, I really liked Marisa. I really wanted a female coach just because I thought, I thought it would be really cool. Like, uh, my, my high school coach was amazing. Um, and like I would never have wanted to change that but I just I thought it was really cool like I think I think women coaching women is like you know like I don't think it's necessary like I think there's plenty of good male coaches out there but I think it's really cool and so I was like I really like that I really liked how Marisa like you know like she's very like people like you know she understands you like and she she went to Stanford like she understands like education is important and like being able to do something post-college like if running isn't a thing is important really liked that I also I just I want to see what I could do like and I wanted to be on a really good team yeah because yeah like I want to be surrounded by people who like challenge me I could care less if I was like first or seventh on the team if Same. I, yeah I was like I don't care like if I'm getting better and like I'm having fun and trying my best and my best is first or seventh I don't care like and honestly I think that's what made us such a good team like the 2016 team like like basically none of us cared it was just like I know everyone was okay, like all right let's, let's see who uh places where on whatever day like we literally didn't have a yeah. set number one two three four five no ever no and it was like nobody cared it was just like okay like whoever's got it on the day like you know yeah so I I really liked that um and yeah I think I think the running the mile in New York was like very eye-opening because I was like wow like there's a lot of people who are just as good like you know and I was kind of like where are they going to school you know like yeah I want to train with other people like I had I had a really great there were some really good um guys on my high school team that I mean I I trained with them like that whole spring um but I was like no I want to be surrounded by some strong women and like what we can do so what was your favorite year at Oregon would you say uh it's, it's gotta be the 2016 year it's got it's gotta be it's gotta be that season specifically it was probably the hardest like season of my life (laughs) like running wise I absolutely killed myself um to get into shape but um it was worth every second like times a million (laughs) I think anyone would say that anyone was that was on that winning team was like how could you not say that that was like their favorite season of their it was just it was so it was 
it was such a crazy ending to like it was so funny all just working so so hard the whole year and like it just finally came together like the last possible second yeah yeah marisa always jokes like everybody was fit for just that hour (laughs) seriously i think that's true yeah yeah just like so funny I, i just remember going to camp that year and like you know, I, I had just strained my hip flexor or whatever. And so I had taken like literally 12 weeks off. And like, and I was just, I wanted to go to camp because I just want to spend time with everybody. And like, I had just started kind of running, like jogging and stuff and like all that. But I remember Marisa being like, asking me like, okay, like, do you want to try to do this? Like, do you think we can like be something with like you know with this group like are you like do you want to go all in for the next like whatever like do you want to try to redshirt because I could have redshirted like like what is your and I was like no no we gotta do it like (laughs) I was like no we we can do it like we're we're gonna race this one into shape like it's gonna happen and it happened and it did it just like yeah it was just crazy I mean I feel like we all hung on to like any glimmer of hope that we could that season it was just like <laughs> if, I don't think anyone was like no one was really discouraged I don't think no, I think we brushed no. everything off which I think that helps yeah but I think we were just kind of like stupid because none of us actually like really kind of realized that we were sucking until yeah after the season we're like wait we actually did not very good at all until the last race yeah but I, I don't, I think, honestly, I think we would have done a lot better at Pac-12s had it not been the most difficult Pac-12 <laughs> of life. That is true, <laughs> but it wasn't a million degrees. It was in Tucson, Arizona, which is a slight elevation, which no one knew, and also in the middle of the day. <laughs> in the middle of the day, it was literally like 100 degrees. It was so it was hot. So People had to be like... To this day, when anyone asks me what the hardest race of my life was, I say that one. I'm like, that was hands down, not nationals, that one. Like, <laughs> that was the hardest race. I'm sure some like, people would agree with you on ever. that one. Yeah, yeah. Well, I remember we sent, like, on the men's side, we sent two people to the hospital. Yeah, I remember saying prank call. Exhausted. Yeah. Some people ask, like, what our favorite memories together, like, what, what, we have so many, I couldn't, I honestly can't choose. I don't know. Yeah, there's too many. I really like this summer, like, 2017 summer, we, we got, we ran together, like, every day. Yeah, we did get really close, because, like, no one else was there, and we weren't doing anything, so. Yeah, you're, you're forced to run with me every day. Okay. (laughs) There was definitely times where you were like, please. And I was like, fine. Because Allie just usually goes a lot longer than I do. But honestly, it was worth it. Yeah, we had some good memories that summer. I, I, I took you up to Baldy on a Wednesday. I do remember that. It was hard, but it was good views. I like good said views. stuck in my mind. Yeah, good views. Yeah. We, we also made this. Day. We also made our signature drink, which I still reference to this day. Um, yes. Pedialyte cocktail. It's called a Pedialyte cocktail. It sounds repulsive, but honestly, really good. Um, Yeah, so good. Yeah, it's like frozen strawberries, Pedialyte packet, not even actual Pedialyte. Yep. Like Pedialyte powder. I don't even remember what flavor. 
Whipped cream. Uh, fruit punch. Cherry? Fruit punch. One of them. Whipped cream, vodka, and water. <laughs> that sounds so gross now that I'm actually. Some eating. strawberries. Did you say frozen strawberries? Yeah, I, th- I think I said that at the beginning. Yeah. I kind of need to make one, though, again soon, whenever I'm I feeling think like. So. I think so. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that was a staple. Uh, yeah, I remember that. That was fun. Um, there's so many other memories. Like, that's definitely not the highlight, but there's so many other. Oh, memories. there's so many. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. This is bothering me. I can't remember, like. I honestly just like the times when me, you, and Maddie are just sitting on the floor like in the living room just like chatting about the randomest stuff for hours and like yeah like Maddie we had those like weird goblet like drinks that were like like Maddie would just come home and like have gone to some bougie market thing and like decided that she was gonna be like some like what is it called like mixologist like and then would like just like be like making these cocktails for no one like me and my, it's like a Tuesday like we're, we're not, like we're not drinking that yeah. <laughs> and like it was just so funny like I, I just yeah I love just sitting on the floor just like doing stuff like that or ooh. oh my gosh wait no I have one I have one the, okay, yeah. that time when we pretended to be raw vegans and we ate half <laughs> of the watermelon we're like let me just like or we would just we have this conversation about like blended salads. Blended salads yeah. yeah, because it's like we were trying to think of things that you could eat as raw vegan. And it was like one time we just sat down and each ate half a watermelon. I've never been so bloated in my life. And then we yeah, we talked about blended <laughs> salads. We still need to make one of those though. But it would be foul probably. Be so I think I think we should. Yeah, we should you should make a YouTube of that. Yeah. Making Allie and I's blended salad recipe. That's Zero just, views. It's not even <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do the people want to know or <laughs> no 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 one wants to literally no one listening to this wants to know I'm pretty sure people were concerned like I remember you like being like we're gonna have a blended salad and people were like oh are you okay yeah they're like are you raw vegan and we're like no <laughs> <laughs> oh no we wouldn't survive <laughs> no um okay well to wrap up the episode I have a few other like short little listener questions that um yeah. Someone asked, did we ever go out in college or were we too busy with running? Um, we didn't go out that much. Like, we definitely did say, not. Yeah, I would say not during, definitely not during the season. Mm-hmm. Like, when the season was over, there was, like, a two-day death period where I feel like we would go hard. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> then, period. Right? No, I literally, I literally, it's, it's the post and then NCAA we'd all be party. And then not go out again. Yeah, no, that's like literally <laughs> how it is. I think for almost every single like college distance running team, that's literally what it is. Yeah. And no, it was, I, I like saw this TikTok and it was some guy like talking about like after some party that he went to and like people came up and inter- interviewed him and they're like, what, like, tell us about your, or three words to describe your night. And he's like, lit, crazy movie and I was like this is exactly how all male distance runners describe the post NCAA party oh, like yeah. the day after like that was lit like crazy and it was it was, it was a movie for sure but... and always like over by 10 p.m oh over by 10 no that's and I, ca- I made a TikTok with that sound with that caption and I was like 
like it's just so funny because all these people were like so I, oh I don't even know how to describe it like yeah it was over by 10 p.m everyone was like just destroyed it just destroyed oh my gosh I will never forget this was a tw- I think um I think this was 2017 too um the fr- <laughs> the first party that I brought Austin to is now my fiance it was <laughs> no. me and Emma and Austin walked there together and from because we lived right next door to each other we did live together too for a period but yeah. we lived next door to each other uh that year and we're walking to this we're walking to this gathering which is supposed to be like a very low-key party but like you know just kind of like yeah very low-key it's 9 30 and we're walking over there just to say hi to people austin's first time meeting almost all these people and one guy on the team is standing on a table we're approaching it and we see this happening in the distance and I'm like my first thought is like should we turn around yeah, I think it's time to go and yeah and one of the guys on the team has his shirt off is dumping water on himself standing on a table outside <laughs> and I was like it's 9 30 um so yeah, yeah, you could say cross country runners go home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like no, and then I remember me Emma looks at me, starts laughing. Austin looks at me and says, I don't think I'm drunk enough for this. <laughs> and I'm like, I think we should leave. Like, yeah, I don't know if that's the move. But yeah. I mean, there were definitely good memories that were made from the few and far between gatherings that we did go to. Like I that. More like cringy than anything else. Oh, but... it's so cringy. Like so incredibly cringy. I look back so and I'm like, funny to recap the next day. So funny. I... That's like any college person though. It's like everyone yeah. has their cringe memories, but it's just fun to recap in the morning. Oh my gosh, so fun. Yeah. Um, okay, well. <laughs> okay, another another question. What is something that growing up in the Midwest gave to you like for your running career? Oh, um poor man's altitude you know humidity yeah the humidity I think it makes you really tough honestly I mean humidity destroys me so it's so hard like I think it's so underplayed I I feel like I would go home for I got banned from going home for longer than two weeks in college because I would literally get injured every time I would do that (laughs) because it's a concrete jungle kind of where I'm from um so yeah but like the summer that I went home full summer I I came back that was like I came back way too fit because I was like just killing myself in the humidity and like running like not fast at all for like any of the summer workouts and when I got back it was just so much easier (laughs) to run that I was just like oh no and I remember Marisa saying like see this is why you can't go home like we need to slow play the summer like way more yeah (laughs) but I don't know I think it makes you tough oh I mean I don't doubt that the winters aren't that bad like they're cold but definitely runnable like it doesn't snow a ton where I'm from which is in Kansas like it's not where I live isn't super super brutal winter like it can be really cold but it's like very hit or miss like it can be 60 in December one day and then it can be like zero degrees another day like yeah that's like 
something in college that is just so funny. I mean, it was just, it was such a small time in my life, but like thinking about college, like coming back from the summer, it was always the most like interesting thing ever because it's, everything is so heightened. Everyone's just like, all right, who's like in good shape and who's in not good shape? Like who, who trained this summer, who didn't train this summer. And it's like, honestly, kind of stressful. Now I look back, I'm like, ah, like everyone was just like kind of comparing but yeah, you'd have people like Allie coming back like, insanely fit. And then you have someone else that's like, didn't run all summer long. And you can kind of tell because they died in the temple run. It's just such a weird period of time though. It is. It is like, and people like it, it also so much depends on like when their track season ended too. Like, <laughs> that too. Everyone's at a different like, place. Everybody's in like some weird, like 50 shades of fitness. And then like, you all just have to like be thrown into like the same level within like a month. Yeah. Like, I feel like camp, like, the whole point of camp is, like, okay, like, we need to figure out how we can run together. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, well, you are, you just came back from the UW cross-country camp. Yes. How, okay, how is that compared to Sun River at Oregon? Oh, my gosh, you're going to think this is so funny. So, Sun, <laughs> the place that we go is called Suncadia. Okay, I literally looked it up. When I saw someone was there, I don't know who was there. It, it was probably you or, like, it's someone funny. else that was on the team. And I was like, Suncadia. I was like, is this? And it looked almost identical to Sun River. It is. It's, it, it is. I was it's, like, man, Marisa did a good job vetting out different areas because it's the exact same thing as we did at Oregon. No, it is. It's the exact same, but, like, better. <laughs> no! I mean, like more places it's like yeah it's the same but like bigger like more places to run like yeah it's it's a resort too but it's just yeah it's just better yeah. that's <laughs> it's crazy so I mean like it's really nice though it looks the exact same like it's not quite is it doesn't have the same elevation as Sun River like it's a little lower it's like no basically no elevation it's I mean I mean Sun River it's not like, like Sun River was super high either so no it's it's like a thousand feet lower probably than Sun River okay but um but yeah so negligible but yeah. um it's pretty much the same yeah it's my seventh year at camp <laughs> yeah man it sounds kind of fun though I'm like I kind of miss it like that's like I miss that's Sun River so fun it is and like now I'm in the you know I'm in the coach's condo so whoa stepping it up you know is that fun it's really fun yeah yeah I mean you are older now so now I'm like Prinkle Prinkle came too for a bit so it was really fun I'm terrible at golfing and he took me golfing um (laughs) we saw oh the animals there are crazy you know how the deers were like super friendly at some yeah they're a little more skittish here, but I still managed to feed them some carrots. Um, which was very frowned upon, but <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. It's a staple, though. You got to do it. A, I had to try. Like, I definitely got caught. Like, I walked outside my slippers with a handful of carrots, and then <laughs> I was like, nobody wants to eat these. I'll feed these to the deer. And, and then, <laughs> so I'm like, outside, and like, one of the girls on the team is like, Cashmo, like, what are you doing over there? And I'm like, nothing, nothing. <laughs> nothing. I'm just snacking on some carrots. Yeah. Um, but they have they have elk. There. Oh, okay. And apparently bears, but I didn't see oh. any. 
though I frequently realized that I was running at prime bear time. Like I didn't realize this till today, my last run in Suncadia, I run past this huge sign by myself and I'm like, and it says it has bears, a picture of a bear and a mountain lion. And it says, um, like, beware one hour uh before sun sunset and after sunrise and I was like in the last 24 hours I ran at both of those times exactly <laughs> good <laughs> by myself good to know for next year <laughs> I'm like I'm like good but I did stop I like was running with music in the woods and I stopped when I'm by myself because I doubled last night and I was running through the woods and I look up when I'm about to, when I'm about to turn around and there's a massive elk with huge horns and it's like mm, 15 feet away from me. Wait, wait, why was, are you running alone? Why don't, don't you have people to run with there? Well, I normally would, but like most of the girls aren't doubling yet. Oh. So, cause it's like kind of early, but um, yeah. So I was running by myself. And then today was like our departure day. So it was kind of just like, if you want to run before we leave, like you just got to go early. Yeah. But other than that, I, yeah, I've been running with everybody. But um, yeah, so there was one of these guys. But it was like 15 feet and they'll like charge you. Like you don't, like they're huge animals. I like, know, I, I would be so frightened. And I looked up and was like, oh no yeah what's the protocol what are you supposed to do I didn't know what to do so I just turned around and ran the other direction which is probably not great probably the opposite of what you're supposed to do I kept like turning around like making sure it wasn't following me I was like this is okay I'm gonna show you though look look at this dude if that thing if that animal came and they like scream at you like they'll like they sound like like seals Ah. it's like frightening like I was like oh no <laughs> okay well you're safe now I'm good I'm good now yeah, yeah. but moral of the story run with friends without earphones <laughs> yeah. there you go well kind of on the same topic not with elk but with camp I think some people some biased people came to ask questions because someone said or multiple people asked who was your favorite UW athlete so who's my favorite UW athlete <laughs> yeah I don't play favorites because, um, you know, I'm a coach now. So. Yeah, good answer. <laughs> I love um, everyone equally. Yes, everyone is great in their own way. Yeah, I feel like I, I've really gotten to know, uh, like, both all the men and the women, which is cool. Like, I feel like it's taken me a while, but, yeah. Nice. Um, okay, well, the last question I have to wrap up the episode is, do you have any advice to your younger self? Oh, um, hmm. I guess, I guess maybe I would say, like, just kind of live in the moment and, um, like, trust, trust your instincts. Like, you know, like you said, like, if you're like, you know, I think I need to move to Seattle, then you just do it. Or, you know, if you're like, I need some space for running, then maybe it's time for a little break ski. Or like, if you're like, you know, but also like, I think like, you know, like give yourself, give yourself the chance. Like, I feel like what I've, some of what I've done differently is just like, I feel like I've really believed in myself and like, 
maybe a lot, maybe more so than I did in college. Like, I feel like every race I've lined up for this year, I'm like, you know, like not, I'm not limiting myself anymore. Like, I'm not like, okay, like this is what I've done in the past. It's more like, okay, like what can I do today? Like, you know, I think giving yourself a chance to like, you know, go pro or like to like, you know, even workouts, like don't, you know, don't put any boundaries on yourself. Like, I guess all of those things. Yeah, that's good advice. And I mean, you're someone that regardless of even if you're running or not, you've always inspired me just with your work ethic. I, we didn't talk about it very much. One of the questions I had, but it, this episode's kind of long already. You'll just have to come on again. We can talk about it later. But it's like, <laughs> like, where does you like, I'm just so curious is where your internal drive comes from, because it's something that I really admire. And I feel like you just have like a this relentless attitude. And it just is something that I've always found like, very intriguing, because I'm just like, I, I want that. And I think that's just, you've proven it, um, over the course of like your success in college and beyond and like your relentless drive to become a professional runner, obviously has paid off recently. So even at your elderly age, I'm just kidding. You're not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You're in in like a hard period of time to like go pro. What? I said, you're in your mid twenties now. I know. I just turned 25. I'm like, Oh my (laughs) goodness. I am elderly. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I'm, I'm excited to continue watching your running career and your just life in general, because obviously I'm, (laughs) you're like my close friend. So obviously I care to see it all, but, um, I'm sure a lot of people got stuff out of this episode. Where can people follow you at? Um, on, I'm most active on Instagram, the gram. Um, I don't even know what my name is. Isn't it Allie Cashmore? Allie Cashmore. Mo. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Follow Allie. Yeah. I have a Twitter, but I don't use it that much. I mostly like get my news on there, like, or results, you know? That's literally like what everyone says. They're like, I have a Twitter, but I don't use it. I'm like, yeah, Yeah. that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, thanks so much for coming on. Um, to close out the episode, can we get a good old peace out, fellas? Peace out, fellas! Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode of Convos Over Cold Brew. I hope you enjoyed it. Always a good time talking to Allie. I love when I get to see her in person because it's seriously like nothing has changed. I feel like Allie and I have had a lot of highs and lows together, so it's just been fun to see her progress and seeing her continue to run after college and really flourish. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts if you haven't already. Follow us on Instagram at Convos Over Cold Brew Pod if you want to submit listener questions or just be up to date on the latest episodes. And I will hear from you guys in the next one. Peace out, fellas. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.